Welcome to the Dynasty Academy, Michael Washington Weeks. I said, boy, aren't you a dense one, you overripe banana. Mark Angst. And Eli, you can't put this in the show. But these idiots are literally talking about trading. Eli Manuel. Think that he can't beat out James Washington in Dallas? Eli, you can cut this out. You can leave it in, too. Restart. They hit hard. They hit different. Mark is being a pompous ass before we came on air, and Brian Robinson's number one for him. Elite. I was just going to say we have one pick away. Mm-hmm. Do we want to consider taking Arch Manning? Where's Donovan Duck? I have legal on too many apps. I don't know what to follow. Tonight here on the Dynasty Academy, we're going to do our post-draft draft. Our post-draft fantasy draft. A post-draft, I don't know. It's a post-draft draft, basically. Mock it's our draft. Mock draft, there it is. No, wait. But everybody's drafting now. Is it still a mock draft? Okay, I guess it's still qualifies as a mock draft. It's our natural progression where we do a way too early first round, our first draft with two rounds. Then we do our closer to the draft time with three rounds. Usually we do a post-draft draft with four rounds, but we talked today and probably feel like it's better if we just stop at three (laughs) in this draft class because it falls off quick just a reminder just in case you have forgotten for some reason it's super flex tight end premium 12 team the order goes me mark and eli i have the first pick and i'm taking Brees hall no explanation needed the end mark you're at number two (laughs) this this is actually where it does get interesting at this point because you could go running back or wide receiver here, and it really just depends on your team. It just depends on what your team needs. I'm going to take Traylon Burks here. For the running back that you could take here, don't hate the landing spot. Not totally in love with it right now either, just because of the way they use running back sometimes, but it could have been a lot worse. I just find this interesting because since the draft, I feel like he's he's kind of fallen in a few places. I got him at one hundred six in a draft. Yeah, I got him at one hundred six in the draft. I got him at one hundred eight in another. I honestly though, but I've also seen him go one hundred two, one hundred two, one hundred three, one hundred four. <laughs> yeah. at the same time. So I yeah. think it really just depends on how that uh, who has what pick and the order that they end up going in. No doubt. I just, I. I, I to be honest with you, you could take any of the three wide receivers or the running back, and you wouldn't. I wouldn't bat an eye at you. Yeah, yeah. Um, Eli, you're going to drastically change from your number three. You're going to keep the uh, the pattern here of a quarterback. <laughs> not, not after the way the <laughs> not after the way the draft went. Um, so, uh, like Mark said, I think there's a grouping of five players total probably that can this top three can probably float around and even in the top two and I'm not going to bat an eye um I'm going Garrett Wilson here so I do disagree on what you said there with the top two if if you're not taking Brees Hall 101 you should be trading out and there should be no reason you don't take Brees Hall 101 yeah, it, it baffles me that people are. I mean, and don't get me wrong. I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, well, the Jets' schedule is brutal for the top for the for, for the first ten games, whatever." But let me tell you something. If you're picking 101, I don't think you have to worry about those two ten games unless you traded into it. <laughs> Just, and if you uh, traded into it, you have a good team, <laughs> which means you don't need to sit on need Brees Hall right at the beginning. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, tell me. I'm, I mean, seriously. No, well, Brees Hall 101. I should have clarified a little bit there. But <laughs> obviously, I got him at 103 in a league. 
because it went Walker London. So this is, that's what I mean by this is, you can go into a draft and it could be drastically different. The one I was looking at comparable to this was Brees Hall, Walker, Burks, Wilson was the order of the first four of this other draft I was referring to. And it, it comes down to team structure. I traded up to get that pick to take him because my team was good. So like you said, in a, I have a team that was not good and I went wide receiver in this spot. So um, I think it really depends on your team and what you need and whether you're competing now. If I'm competing, if I'm not competing now, I probably, there's a good chance I take the wide receiver over Breeze if my team's really bad or I trade out. No, yeah, see, I, there, it doesn't matter to me whether my team is bad, good, indifferent. At 101, if I still have to make the pick, I'm taking Brees Hall all day, every day. If if I could trade out because I, I don't need Brees Hall, great. Otherwise, it's I, I I just I can't make the case to take anybody over Brees Hall this year. In the and in, in that league, Eli, where you got Brees Hall at three, I want to clarify that the guy who picked number one uh, didn't take him because he's a Dolphins fan. That's literally the only reason why he took him. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest with you. It, I, not, it, not, not only him not taking Brees at 101. He was the guy at 103 also. And the trade he made made absolutely no sense. Oh, yeah, it was didn't make any sense at all. To give up that spot. He took a mid first this year and what will probably be a mid to late first next year to give up the best player in this draft. But that's what we did talk about though. Drake London went one oh two. So oh, because the guy's team is so bad, the, he yeah. Wide receivers. He wanted to go long term with. No wonder it, he drafts like, in the top half of the draft. Every yeah, year. yeah, pretty much. We'll 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 talk about our rookie drafts next week. Let's 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 continue on with the mock here because you're up. Well, at this pick at number four, it actually is going to be kind of a surprise, I think, for some people. Uh, but I'm taking Jamison Williams, the wide receiver from the Lions, here at this point. Uh, for me, he was my number three. Originally, I moved him down a little bit as the season, we got closer to the draft. I moved him back up. Uh, at this point, his ceiling is just too high. And if you're going to draft a guy like Kenneth Walker, it's like you're going to be kind of sitting there waiting, most likely, I think, for at least a year. So why not wait on Jameson Williams? And, you know, basically, that's just the way I feel. If I'm going to sit there and wait on a guy, I might as well take the guy with the higher ceiling. So Jameson Williams to me at four. There is one other guy I would have taken here, but I think his floor is just too low for me to risk it. Mark, you're on the biscuit. <laughs> well, I don't just... know. Eli feels like he has something to say because I don't know if he's yeah not I in mean... love with this pick or. Well, you're I mean, up. You oh, draft... I know, but you you look like you had something oh. to say to his Jameson yeah. pick. That's why. No. Your pick's going to dictate my pick, though. I oh well, I mean, <laughs> I I know who you're going to take. No matter who I pick here. Exactly, yeah. Because I'm going to take Kenneth Walker here at this point. Yeah. Uh, I, I I consider Kenneth Walker at two. I would consider Kenneth Walker at three. Yeah. Consider him at four. Five. Absolutely, yeah. I, I could see him at six. It, it's, it really, like you said, after Brees Hall, there is five guys 
and four of them are wide receivers, that if you took them in any order, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Yep. I just will I'll take the scarcity of running back. You know, especially in this draft, after you get past the top three. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I like a couple more of them. I like their situations they landed yeah, but... in, but it's still Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> so, Kenneth Walker, running back, Seattle. Uh, I'm going to drink London here. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I knew but, if I took Walker, you were taking London. And if I took London, you were taking Walker. Yeah. I mean, it, to get London at 106, uh, I'm assuming he's the guy that Michael Euclid said had a lower floor than some of the other guys. Um, I, it, I just think he's a lower floor than Jameson Williams. I, I, I just personally, I think he does. That's all. Yeah, some of that's just we don't know what this situation's going to look like. Mariota there, first year there. We got a rookie quarterback drafted. We got Kyle Pitts. Maybe he's the center point of the offense, and London is the Julio Jones role, which means he might not score a touchdown. No. Um, it, it, it's hard because there is a lot of upside there, but we don't have a super great track record of wide receivers his size. Being super great in the NFL. We get a lot of them that come in, they fizzle out. I do think London is uh, special. I do think he's like, I think he's good enough to do it. Uh, But the situation is just a little bit iffy for me. So here's one thing I will say to our listeners out there. When, When Atlanta drafted Drake London, the fantasy community went, who else are they throwing the ball to? Drake London all the way. Take him 101, 102, wheels up. He's the best wide receiver because his situation, it's, it's him and Kyle Pitts. And since then, they have now traded yep. for another wide receiver who at one point the fantasy community was in love with also. So situations change. If you like the talent of Drake London, which I do, then that's fine. If you go into these drafts solely based on, okay, well, now I like Drake London because he's in Atlanta, you're going to be sorely, sorely upset when these situations change all the time. Yeah. Draft based on talent, not situation. Yes, there are times when you have to maybe move a guy around a little bit because he went somewhere and he's sitting behind a stud running back. Sure. Talent over situation, always. And, and I want to and I want to clarify. I'm coming around on Drake. I still have my my hesitations that I've had from the start. Uh, I'm seeing a little bit more of what everybody else is seeing. The more that I see of him, I just I'm still leery, and I still have his floor. I probably have his floor lower than most people do, which is okay because I, I have a tendency to do that sometimes with certain with certain prospects. So I mean. But I agree. You could take Drake, Drake London at two to this spot here at six, and, it, and I don't think it would really – it changes too much, personally. You're coming so. around in Drake London. I'm coming around in Jameson Williams. Look at us. Look at us. Look at us, look, at us, look at us evolving. Uh, I'm up next at number seven, and I'm going to take uh, James Cook here, that third running back, Bills. Uh, there was no – there was no secret that I was in love with – that I loved the guy coming in. The more I watched of him, the better I looked. He looked, and I think he I think he's easily the best running back in Buffalo right now. I don't think it's going to be long before he takes over that 
backfield if it, if he doesn't take it over in the offseason. So, and his passing ability, his open field ability, and Josh Allen, his rushing ability to, for him to be able to free up that offensive line is going to make James Cook a very sexy mid-round pick. If you're a team that was on the cusp of the playoffs or a team that had just made the playoffs and then needed a little extra piece, James Cook here is going to be a guy that could easily set you into a into playoffs next year as well. So, so London to me is is a tier break. That's that's your I'm going to call it tier one. I know Brees is kind of in his own tier, but I'm going to call that tier one. And then James Cook is the beginning of tier two to me. Yeah, there's going to be yep. probably four, five guys here in this tier, mm-hmm. and then a, a, an even bigger drop happens. The- the, the only th- two to three, two to three, and then there is one to two. The only thing I will say is I think James Cook is closer to Kenneth Walker than any of the other wide receivers are in this tier are to any of the tier one wide receivers that you would put at the at that bottom spot. Sure. Yeah, I agree with that. So with the number eight pick, I'm going to take Christian Watson. Oh, okay. I I. I like Christian Watson's talent. I do think his floor is is low, um, but I think he has immense ability. You know, he, he did play on a FCS school, all that kind of stuff, a, a run-first FCS school, and still put up some decent receiving numbers. They used him as a returner. They used him at, to run the ball. So if in the NFL he, he is – flexible like that and they can move them all around the field then i think that just makes it even better so i'm, I'm gonna take the upside here with watson in some drafts there are two other guys i'd pick here because this this is the point where this is another grouping of guys where if you took him at seven to 12 i wouldn't think anything of it but uh, i didn't love the watson pick at first I have slightly come around to it. We'll talk about where I still feel like better value is if you're getting Watson here. But like Mark said, I wouldn't fault anybody for taking him in this range. The one benefit is you said, you know, uh, FCS school. He's going to Green Bay where they've done a pretty good job over time of bringing in some receiver that just runs good route and doesn't have to be the most explosive player on the field and can dominate and put up a top 10, top six wide receiver season. Watson is one of the most athletic receivers to be in Green Bay in a long time. If he can take that dominant role in the offense, he may have the highest upside of any player in the draft. But I'm not taking him that high because there is some concern there. So who would you take at nine if Watson went eight? Then I already know this pick already. I already know this pick yeah, too. Yeah, you already know this pick. I mean, I already got typed in. I mean, Chris Olave. <laughs> who, yeah, by I the mean, way, you have taken in all three drafts in the exact same spot. You drafted him ninth in the early one. You drafted him at ninth heading into the draft, and you have now drafted so him perfect. ninth now. <laughs> <laughs> Which is <laughs> funny because the the first two had quarterbacks in them, and, and it's, it's still ninth. Like and he's still nine. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. Yep. <laughs> Three quarterbacks, I think, in, in both of them, right? Yeah. 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 And he still got him a nine. Still got, still him, got a nine. him a nine. In each one. Beautiful. 
I, I will say that the Watson pick cool. may have been a little, uh, a little, a little high for for me only because of that floor ceiling ratio. And you know me, I'm a little more conservative with the floor. Like the upside is really great. I love it, but it's just it, with when a floor is that low, it, it kind of worries me a little bit. So I'm a little more cautious. I do have Christian Watson in a few spots. I do love so, the talent, but that's just me. That's who I, I am. I'm lower on Alave than Eli easily is, and probably yeah. <laughs> you are. He wouldn't have been the guy. He he wasn't the pick I was choosing between. Um, Alave isn't a guy I hate. He's just he's just not a guy I, I seem to want to have. Yeah, so, same way. In most drafts, I'm just taking a guy around him that I like better. Um, yeah. I'm assuming the next pick is is the guy is the other guy I was considering. With my Watson pick, this would be the guy that I would pick at eight if if I was at eight, and it's Sky Moore, right? Wide receiver of the Chiefs. Uh, and, and again, it's not that I dislike Olave either, because Olave does everything really well. It's just that he doesn't do anything excellent, or at least I don't feel he does. He's one of the best route runners in the class, but it's like he doesn't just he he's he's almost like the better version of Seth Williams. Remember I kept saying Seth Williams was boring. Like Chris Olave to me is just kind of like, he's not an exciting player. I don't get excited about him, but if Watson Moore, and cook were off the board here, like going into pick 11 or pick or pick 10, even where I'm at, if Moore and Watson and cook were off the board, then I would probably take Olave at 10 because I don't think there's anybody behind him that I really feel like would necessarily jump him at 10. I don't think Olave goes any higher than 10, but I don't think he goes any lower than 10. So it's like, you have him at 9, so it's not a huge deal, but it's just like, that's where I'm he's at right with Olave. There. You know what I mean? I, I, it, to me, he's probably a perennial wide receiver 2-3 every year. He's safe. Yeah. He's safe. That's, that's what he is. He's a very safe pick. Uh, Sky Moore, you know, for me, I don't think Sky Moore's floor is as high as Olave's. I just think Moore's ceiling is higher. So it's like, like Moore isn't necessarily safe, you know, like he could go out there in Kansas City, the most explosive offense and, you know, struggle to beat a guy with three names. It, who knows? Like it, it, it's a very, it's, it's a very situation where I think Olave in, in New Orleans, you know, even if Michael Thomas struggles running slants, I feel like Chris <laughs> Olave runs slants very well. So Chris Olave can then become slants too, you know, and, and succeed in life it, it, he's got a, he's got a bigger route tree but there's got to be another weapon where they're not just targeting him but he's got insane upside that's, if he can play that role yeah that's michael thomas that's uh, again it's it's not it's not much to really do with chris olave it, it's just i see more upside than others right around here so that's why i usually just don't end up with him because other people end up taking him. Just you know, I, like me. I I prefer Watson. I prefer yeah, like you. I prefer Watson. I prefer Sky more. Um, even the couple running backs that are coming up, depending on my team. Like it's it's just how it ends up being each draft. I just and I, I never got to the point where I felt like I had to take Olave because the value was so high right at that moment. So well, I never got any Jamison Williams really, outside of Debbie leagues. Yeah. Where are you at eleven, Mark? Since I went Sky Moore at ten, who are you taking at eleven? So, those those four are are pretty 
normal in this range. Yep. At, at this point, there's, in, in in my opinion, two running backs that I'm considering here. There's there's a couple wide receivers that are available, but for me, I just I I look at these two running backs a little bit higher. In, but it comes down to team need. And these two running backs really come down to your team need. Do you need immediate help? Or are you able to sit on one and, and are you okay? At 11, you should be, I'm able to sit on one. But you might be a really good team with bad running backs. It happens. I, I'm personally taking Rashad White here just because I think he's a better prospect. But if you took the guy who's probably going to go soon, I wouldn't fault you because he does have a much better path to starting reps this year. My only concern with Rashad White is Leonard Fournette, obviously his contract, I know his contract's not exactly, you know, oh my God, it's a guarantee. You know, he signed a three-year deal. It's basically a two-year deal. Giovanni Bernard did return. They still have Keyshawn Vaughn, not that I think that he's anything, but... Rashad White was, what, a fourth-round running back? They took him in the fourth. They took him in the third. So, even though that's, like, basically a second round in running back... Pick 91. Yeah, so even though that's even though that's basically a, a second round in running back, you know, recently... recently well, and don't forget, this year we didn't have a first-round running back at all. Right, no, I, I'm just, but that's what... It, what I'm saying is, is a third round running back is basically a second round in running back terms as far as what they as far as how they're valued in the NFL. Uh, but even with that being said, it's still a third round value in the NFL. And there's no guarantees that Tampa Bay, if he doesn't do what they need him to do, doesn't replace him moving forward. Sure. It, it's very hard to it, it's kind of like the Michael Carter situation. Like, I know Michael Carter was a fourth round pick, but. It, it it's kind of that same feel like there's just nothing there to make it a, like a guarantee, you know, and I think that's would be my only concern with Rashad white. Otherwise I think the talent's there. And I think that he's one of the best backs in, in Tampa Bay. Well, and that's the thing the, the other running back, I don't think as highly as a prospect, he just landed in what seems to be a better situation early. This is the talent versus opportunity debate. Right, and, and again, I, 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 if you need a running back who you need points from this year, I would take the other guy. It's just looking at a long-term dynasty team, give me Rashad White. I'll, I'll wait the year or two it's going to take and be okay. Because I, I still think he's going to see some time this year. They're going to work him in. But it, it, that's Tampa is a team that went from looking to need a quarterback to not needing a quarterback all of a sudden who's probably not paying more than this year. So you roll back the, the veteran that played well with, for the two years he's been with the, mm-hmm. the quarterback. And yeah. Oh, oh, no, I get it completely. I mean, I don't think it's a bad pick at all. I just – that would be my only concern. And obviously I would have to say that this would probably be another the start of another tier for you at this point, I would imagine. Or very, yeah, or, very, or, very close, or very close to it. Yeah, Rashad probably teeters on – that two, the three end of line. the tier, the beginning of the next yeah. year. So he's right there. Yeah. Eli. Eli, Eli, where are you going here at 12 since I took your 12th pick after your first two two rounds and picked him at five, at four, five, four. <laughs> you, can't, uh, you can't go two for two, Eli. I'm sorry. 
Oh, like I said, this is the tier break for running back for me, and there's two guys that probably, at least one of them is one Mark's mentioning. Both are this, like I said, talent versus opportunity debate. One with a clearer path than the other, but still a path nonetheless. And I'm at the spot. I usually trade out of the spot. Um, <laughs> Granted, if, if I was at 11, I'd be considering <laughs> trading out also. Yeah, definitely. Especially if that was my team. Like, if I, if I finished 11th, I'm probably trading, trading out. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to maybe gain some 2023 picks. I'm doing something there. 11, 12, uh, I'm trying to do something. 201, not so much. I think 201, I'd sit, but 11 and 12. 10, definitely. even maybe. Yeah, maybe even 10, depending on who's there. I mean, if a lot yeah. is there for you, you're trading out. Maybe. Do we see a quarterback here, Eli? No, I'm going to take Augier here. No. Tyler Alcott. Okay. Sure. I, I'm not surprised based on you, but it is a surprising pick in general. Yeah, I'm assuming right. you were thinking I was going the other running back. Um, no, for you, it's not surprising at all. I, I personally would have two other running backs still ahead of – is that how you say his name, Algar? Because I call it's, him Algier all the time. It, it, it's Algier. I, I do like his situation. I, I do like that. I, I do think he's also a good running back. Um, I still have a, a – he – the other running back I was considering is closer to Algaier than than the third running back I would have considered, and that's just because his situation just isn't as good. But I like his talent better than these these two. I know I know who your other two running backs are. Well, yeah, it's already easy. <laughs> you, you know what bothers you know what worries me about Algar, Eli, and, and I know it's not the same situation and it's not the same running back. I just I have flashbacks to JV and Hawkins from last year. Remember when Hawkins got it was like undrafted and signed in Atlanta, and everybody was like taking him in like second round, and oh my god, JV and Hawkins is so fantastic, and then he uh-huh. didn't even make it out of preseason. Because, yeah, like, I mean, and they didn't have anybody. Like, <laughs> I just, like, please don't let it just be one of those things where Cordell or Patterson just plays so well that Algar just doesn't see the field. Like, that would be my only concern. Not, not, he's way better than Hawkins. I, I don't want to make, like, compare him to Hawkins. It's just, I get that situation. Give me flashbacks. Me, yeah, it's giving me flashbacks. Yeah. All right, well, what do your flashbacks show you for your pick here? Okay, so this one won. is... So this one is, if I'm picking 201 and assuming that I didn't trade my pick and I picked it 101 and I took Brees Hall, I'm probably not going to double tap running back unless my running backs are so friggin' awful that I have no other decision or choice. Now, the guy I'm taking here is not a guy that appears to be loved by a lot of people. I'm slowly coming around on him. This is right where we've taken him roughly in the first two drafts. Um, I like his situation. It's just, who is he? That's the biggest question. I'm taking Jahan Dotson, wide receiver of the Commanders here. Just he went one oh he went two oh two in the in the early one. He went two oh it looks like five in the one closest to the draft. So he moves up to two oh one here for me. And I think that a lot of that's also because the quarterbacks are kind of dropping like they did in the NFL draft. I will say though, the fact that Kenny Pickett hasn't been taken, I think, is more of an testament to us than it is actual drafts because I've seen Pickett go in the first round 
in almost every draft. So I, I say almost, I say almost every, so if you're listening and you're surprised that Kenny Pickett has not been picked yet because Kenny Pickett got picked in your rookie draft or you have a rookie draft coming up, chances are Kenny Pickett is probably going to go somewhere between eight and, and, and 12 would be my guess. So keep that in mind when you're listening to us, but Jahan Dotson at 201 is where I'm going to go. If I don't need to double tap running back, if I need to double tap running back, I'm sure that Mark will probably make the pick that I would pick here at running back. Yeah, this is this is where it it really starts to get <laughs> grimy, grimy, grimy. Because quarterback makes sense here. Most likely two hundred two. You're you're not sitting on a ton of them. Right. There are a couple wide receivers who could impact your team, running backs, but but like none of them are like, oh yeah, I've got to have that guy. Like we've we've exhausted that at this point. None of these guys left are like, yeah, that's the guy I want. It's like okay, this is the guy I'll end up with. Um, being at two hundred two probably means you have a bad team, so. I'm going to take Damone Pierce here because in my head, what I'm thinking is, is if he gets a shot and breaks out early, I'm trading him away quickly (laughs) because like you said earlier about white is easily replaced. Pierce is the guy that (laughs) to me screams more Michael Carter. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because Houston's going to be an early pick next year, most likely. Yeah. So, They'll have an early second round pick, and we know the bevy of running backs that are supposedly coming to the NFL. Mm-hmm. So I I do love the situation Pierce is in. Marlon Mack, sh- sure. Maybe he's fully healthy and, and he's returned to what he was and he gets the shot. But that's a big if. So and then I don't know anybody else on that team. Rex Burkett. Is he still there? Yeah, he's still, still on the team. Yep, he's still on the team. Okay, so there, here you go. Rex Burkhead, Marlon who, Mack, who had a very good four-game stretch there. I mean, Eli, I mean, Eli. I'm pretty sure Rex Burkhead always has a good four-game stretch at some point. Well, I'm career. just letting you know that you're you were the 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 brunt end of one of those in Way Kings, if I remember correctly, in the finals, Mark, or the semifinals or whatever. I'm pretty sure Daryl put up a had Burkhead put up like a 40 burger on you or something like that. Wasn't it? Oh, if, if we were week 16, no, he, put up 20, yeah. he put up 28.9 fantasy points in week 16 last year. Yeah. But talking about in the way King scoring format, I think it was closer to a 40 burger. Right. But I'm saying if week 16 was <laughs> our, our championship last year, which it shouldn't have been, it should have been week 17. So I don't think I, I ran into him in, in week 17. So it's whoever he, I think, no, he ended up. You sure it wasn't you? No, I was eliminated early. I had to pick eight in the draft. You had to pick eleven, didn't you? Yeah, I thought you were close to me. Who was ten? Champion. Championship game. No, I, I I think he did it the week before me. I, I'm not sure, but I think he put up a good number against you in the championship game too. Because oh, it was thirteen in, in a normal PBR. I don't know. Yeah. So Where Rex Barkhead's still there, but anyways, Damone Pierce is the guy I was thinking about at two hundred one myself like the situation, but this again goes back to opportunity. And like you said, he's closer to Michael Carter in, in theory than he is Rashad, than Rashad White is. So, uh, Eli, 203. 
I was going to take the quarterback you mentioned, and then I pivoted. I'm going to go Matt Corral, Carolina. I Pickett, yes, he got the best draft capital. Um, we talked about in the draft recap. They Nobody wanted to draft a quarterback except for Pittsburgh getting their hometown guy. Everybody else just let them fall. And it, whatever reason that may be, either we're saying all of these quarterbacks that fell didn't get enough draft capital for us to invest rookie draft capital in them, which is why they're falling like this. So I'm just going to take the shot on the guy that I liked the most beforehand that went into a situation with, let's be honest, nothing really in front of him and a pretty good offense around him, to be honest. If you can come into that situation and be thrown to DJ Moore, sure, Robbie Anderson, um, healthy Christian McCaffrey, that that is one of the best situations you can get plopped into. So I'm going to go Matt Corral at 203, getting my quarterback right there. I'm good with that. Hey, and I'm surprised you pass on a different quarterback, to be honest. Yeah. And listeners, I, I'm going to once again say that Pickett will probably likely go ahead of this point for you, but Pickett is the reason, but Matt Corral is the reason I pass on Kenny Pickett because of the value that you're going to get with Corral in a later round. So if you're sitting at that spot where Pickett would go, and I know we're not, Eli hates name dropping and stuff, but I mean, everybody here knows who Kenny Pickett is. So, but if you're sitting there at that spot where Kenny Pickett's been going and you're looking at it going, I don't know if I really want to take him you can wait and probably get Corral closer to that, that where you pick in that second round. Because Mark and I got him at, what, 208 in a in rookie draft? After we traded Davis Mills? Oh, yeah. Something like that. Right? I think it was like no, 208. Yeah, Corral. Yeah, yeah Corral, Matt yeah. Corral. Yeah, Matt Corral, like 208. And we felt comfortable trading Davis Mills for that pick. So if that... We also have Sam Darnold for yeah. But it's good value, though, either way. At 208, oh, great it's value. great value there. So, And honestly, Matt Corral at 203, you know, Eli, Matt Corral is still my first-rated quarterback. So <laughs> I, I love the pick, personally. Um, I'm going to take a wide receiver here that I've seen go at the end of the first round in some spots, too. He's been picked ahead of Rashad White. He's been picked ahead of Tyler Allgaier. He's been picked ahead of Dotson and Pierce and Corral in all these spots. Um but it's George Pickens, the wide receiver of the Steelers at this point. And I think it's a lot of its upside and talent. Uh, he joins a very crowded young wide receiving group, but Deontay Johnson has some contract issues. So I think that they're in chase Claypool. I mean, the fantasy community is fickle. They loved him. And then two years ago, and now they hate him. Uh, and Alvin Johnson, <laughs> that's why I heard it all. Trust me. Maple uh, but George Pickens here, for me, again, listeners, you may see him go earlier, but just keep in mind that if you do see him around this value, this is great value here. So, George Pickens. I don't worry about the wide receivers in Pittsburgh as much because Deontay's on the final year. Claypool's coming up. I, I believe he has got. It's like two years for this year, right, next but, year, I think. So, but yeah, but, you know, if, you, if you're losing, if you lose Deontay this year, that puts Pickens as your wide receiver, too. Like, it just. He, yeah. he has a path. The worry is quarterback. Is Trubisky better? What is Trubisky? What is, is Pickett? Pickett? Enough? Uh, yeah. So that's that's just more my worry. And then just George Pickens is 
maturity. maturity. Yep. Yep. Because okay. now you're in the NFL, now you make making money. Yeah. yeah. So, Next thing you know, it's a Henry Ruggs situation, as much as I hate bringing that up. All right. So with my pick here, you, you could – I'm going to take David Bell. I, I I think David Bell landed in a great situation. I he, He's going to move down in my, my rankings a little bit just because I, I still have him a little – I have him a little high. I have him at wide receiver five. It's probably not where he's going to stay, but I, I didn't mind him going to Cleveland because they're just – there isn't a ton there, and – they got a quarterback upgrade, so I, I and then I like him in that offense too because it's not it's not this like high flying offense that he needs to be running routes down the field like they're short routes move the ball give me David Bell here. David Bell was the other receiver that I was considering with Dotson and Pickens at two hundred one. Yeah, I'm um, taking man. And David Bell is. I, I you, you know I love David Bell and I actually have him rated higher, you know, than Pickens, but it's the Browns offense, we don't know what it's gonna look like. Sure. That that's my only concern. Love David Bell, the talent. Think it's gonna be great. And according to what I understand, Stempitsky or what it's Stefanski, Stefanski wanted him no matter what. Like that's the guy that they targeted in the middle rounds. That's who they wanted. So it sounds like the at least the coach loves him. So that that's a good vote of confidence. It could just be coach speak, but it's a good vote of confidence heading into the season. So, well, don't forget they didn't have a ton of early picks. They traded those away. So. Right. So if you love David Bell, I mean, if you if you're sitting there and you see David Bell, uh, take him. Absolutely love it. So Eli. Yeah. So Bell's the end of my tier two, and all ten, my top ten wide receivers are off the board. I'm assuming everybody's top ten wide receivers are off the board. Is he into your so. tier two? Really? You have him up there with like Cook and Olave and Watson? Sorry. Wide receiver tier two. Oh, oh okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, this spot just gets, yeah. Um, this is kind of where it starts. <laughs> yeah. Again, if I'm drafting at 206, <laughs> kind of middle of the pack, um, I, I'm going to go with Desmond Ritter in this spot. I think we're just right at that point where I'm willing to take quarterback value over some of these guys that were thrown a dart at. This this is who I thought you were taking with the crowd pick. Yeah, yeah. That's I have been trying to get lots of Desmond Ritter because his value still seems pretty suppressed. And I liked Ritter. Guy that I think can get a shot. I don't think we're looking at some elite quarterback. But there is no reason that Ritter can't be a top sixteen quarterback in the league if he gets developed fully he's got the tools um he's got the athleticism he's got good size I, he's a guy that i'm super interested in grabbing especially with the deflated value right now give me ritter at his price then pick it at his place yep yep and it's not the same way that's what i felt about corral too same thing with ritter yeah, give me for sure. give give me where they are instead of where picket prices is, is for sure uh at 307, 207, I'm taking a guy that was rated fairly high on my board early, dropped because it started looking like or smelling like or feeling like that he possibly could go undrafted, to landing in a much higher draft capital spot than I thought, but in a situation that's actually reminiscent of another wide receiver on his team. I'm taking Jalen Tolbert. 
wide receiver with Dallas here, and it reminds me so much of Michael Gallup in the situation. We just saw Gallup get paid this year. They don't have a number three. I mean, I don't know who the hell's there that they that he can lose the spot to. And they're Same already talking. It was in the intro last week. <clears throat> okay, I don't know who is there that Tolbert couldn't beat out <laughs> for that number three spot. And the beat writers and a lot of the other coaches have already started talking about him having a big role in the offense. Um, so I'm comfortable taking Tolbert here over some of the talents on the board and not and not being upset about it. So I love Tolbert here. Yeah, 207, Jalen Tolbert. I mean, and to be fair, the early one, Mark, you took him with the next pick in the early draft that we did, and then he fell to the third where Eli took him. He was picked 20 in the first draft. He was picked 30 in the in the second draft, and now he's picked 19 here. So, Yeah, I mean, there was a few guys that, that had some great combines that I think moved up ahead of him just, just because of – but he got he – got, a landing spot that, like you said, is is wonderful. Right. Yeah. So, that that's where I'm taking Tolbert two hundred seven. The biggest knock on Tolbert is twenty three years old coming in, not even the season starting. Seems like an older prospect, small school. That's where the people really kind of bounced off. Um, but he is really, really intriguing when you actually watch him, and he is athletic, and he's got good size. And like you said, that is one of the best spots to land in. Gallup is hurt coming into the season. C.D. Lamb, Jer- Blake Jarwin, um, or Don Schultz. Don Schultz. Jer- 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 Jarwin's gone. They're one of those guys was running around at tight end for them. Um, and that's it. I mean, like I said, if you don't think that Tolbert can beat out James Washington, it should happen pretty easily. And we yeah, saw three wide receivers put up points last year for the Cowboys. Don't get me wrong. I would not also be surprised to see James Washington starting the season as the wide receiver two for Dallas. But I think Tolbert, as the season progresses, we have to remember, rookie wide receivers usually take time. Don't don't draft these rookie wide receivers expecting oh, to get a wide receiver one. Chase, right. Justin Jefferson. Let, let them... Don't don't freak out, please. If, if just don't freak out, if especially not in the second round. So with my pick, I'm I'm taking Malik Willis here. It's a quarterback that I think has tremendous upside. I think he goes to a situation that is perfect for him. Um, I expect even when Derrick Henry is gone, the offense will still try to be a run first offense. He gets paired with a wide receiver who is also a rookie. So they come in together, and I, I just I, I think the upside is just better there. Yes, Kenny Pickett will be gone by this point. Yes, should we have drafted him? Yes, probably. It's just <laughs> I I think Kenny Pickett has a shot, and Michael and I have drafted him in a league where we don't really have other quarterbacks because we needed a quarterback. But otherwise, unless I absolutely need one in the first round, I'm just not. I will let somebody else take Kenny Pickett. Eli, I'll just take Kenny Pickett here. <laughs> Two hundred nine. I mean, it's it, it's great value here if this is to happen in one of your leagues. Like, don't make any mistake about it. I mean, it won't. We're not saying we're not saying that this isn't great value. It's just where his where his value has been, or where his pick his his average you know ADP has been. 
it, it's just not it's not worth it when you have Willis and and Ritter and Corral that you can get later here it's where you not, can get them here right it, it, you're exactly. going to get them in this spot so it's just not worth it it's almost like it's almost like I wonder if the Steelers in the NFL draft kind of just went oh we could have just waited type of situation because you know to be honest with you it's they're probably all those quarterbacks were probably like Mark said in the last show we're probably all graded very close together so you know it is what it is there um at 210 I am taking Zamir White running back of the Raiders uh another guy that's kind of going into his into a situation he had a little bit of injury concerns going into a good spot where they didn't pick up Josh Jacobs fifth year option uh they don't really have anybody in between Zamir and and Jacobs that's worth a damn. I mean, hell, Kenny Kenyon Drake might be a, a actual cap casualty. So, uh, you know, Zamir White here, I, I feel good with it. Feel like I can get a guy that might be able to contribute this year. And if he is healthy and meets his talent ceiling, he's a guy that could end up being a starter for me down the stretch. So, for me here, I think I'm getting amazing value on this pitch. <laughs> It's Isaiah Spiller. <laughs> I guess I stole your eyes, but um, <laughs> Spiller is actually a guy I could consider over Pierce. Yes. Um, a, a guy I would consider over Algier. And I didn't love the pick when he went to the Chargers at first. But looking at that team and... Yes, they, they, they've drafted a running back each of the last four years, and those guys haven't panned out. But none of those three guys were the caliber of running back Spiller is. Spiller might be the guy to pair with Austin Eckler and actually do well. And there is no Justin Jackson. They have not re-signed him. He's not signed anywhere. So, I mean, there's a possibility he could come back. And I, I don't know that Roundtree and Kelly are going to be hard to beat out for their that role. So yeah, Kelly will probably get cut. Roundtree's the only guy that would be probably get the start because he was the only one that – well, I mean, get the chance ahead of Spiller on that roster. But even then, like you said, it's not even a guarantee. So, so late second round to get a possible – I'm going to call him a hybrid starting running back because they're they, – Eckler is the starting running back, but he's more of a – pass catching, put him in the slot also kind of guy. So you could see both of them on the field together. All right, Eli, round out round two. Who's your 212 here? Now that you've had your two picks probably taken in front of you here. Um, I'm going to do – I'm just going to take Romeo Dobbs here. End of the second round, I kind of alluded to it with the Watson pick. I Dobbs still getting decent draft capital as far as the Packers are concerned especially with their I just maybe Lazard can main he's going to maintain a role at the beginning of the season Robert Tunyon come back healthy he's probably going to maintain some small role in the offense um, Watson is obviously going to get the first opportunity but there's no reason that Dobbs can't emerge as the second option in that passing game as far as wide receivers are concerned. I think he can be Lazard and Watson are so similar in size. Um, 
that Dobbs can kind of find that intermediate role that I was hoping that like an Olave would fill. So I think Dobbs is a great opportunity to give you production at the at least into this season towards the end and for a few years to come at great value. I'm I feel more comfortable taking Dobbs where he is in Green Bay at the value that he that you're gonna get with him than I am Christian Watson with the value that you're gonna get in a rookie draft. And that's not a knock on Watson. It's no. just I feel comfortable that Dobbs is going to be the type of player that Aaron Rodgers is going to fall in love with. That's just how I feel. So, um, let's see. We've got some time here. Let's jump into 301. I'm going to take Alec Pierce, wide receiver of the Colts. I figured you were going to restart it. Well, I mean, we could, we could start over in a minute. I'm going to take Alex Pierce here, wide receiver of the Colts. I just think great opportunity. You know, they Matt Ryan loves big receivers and – he could be an immediate red red zone threat. And to be honest with you, Paris Campbell, even though he he's 100% because he hasn't played football in, you know, 35 months. Um, yeah, I would hope you're healthy after that. <laughs> it's really just Michael Pittman. Months. It's a joke about him being oh. on IR all the time. My God, oh, Mark. Say. Well, that's why I was like, wait. You're not that short. Should he hit you right in the head? Come on, man. play very long last year. <laughs> He's healthy, but I, I think that Alec Pierce is a different type of receiver, and it's going to be a good compliment to Michael Pittman on the other side. So, uh, Alec Pierce has huge upside for red zone targets and and that kind of like style of play, mm-hmm. especially early on, like year one. You, you he could probably have ten touchdowns, and I wouldn't bat an eye. To be honest, I agree. All right, three hundred two. You know, yeah. you, you know you want to do it. Come on. Do it. I'm not taking a tight end. No. Not not the thing. Do do the running back you wanted to take all the way back up at 11. Oh, yeah. Huh? That's the guy I haven't drafted once. <laughs> I am going to draft John Metchie, wide receiver out of Houston. Did I take your pick again, Eli? Back to back for you, though, in this spot for you. <laughs> I... I believe I'm higher on Mechie in this group than than you two are. Um, I, I'd like the landing spot of Houston. Yeah, me too. I, I, Mechie isn't this flashy guy. We talked about Chris Olave does everything well. Mechie is a lower version of Olave, but just a better body and can run through tackles where Olave is going to just go down. But doesn't you know? Messi just not as good as Olave overall. I I I like him in Houston because it's Brandon Cooks this year and probably only this year. It's Nico Collins and then I, I don't know that I can name a wide receiver on their roster other than that. Chris Moore. Who? I think Chris Moore is there. Yeah. Who? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you think Chris Moore is there? He is. He is. And Philip Dorsett. Oh, yeah. Oh, Philip Dorsett. Oh, yeah. Good old Philip Dorsett. Yeah. 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 If John Me Chris Conley. Hey, don't don't knock my Jalen Camp. He, Jaylen, I still, I'm, still, Hamilton. I'm, still holding, IR. I'm still holding out hope for Jalen Camp. Come on. I'm holding out hope for him. But I'm just saying, there is not a ton of, <laughs> no, no, of competition. And to get Mechie here, I think, in, at the 302, it just, to yep. me, it's, it's great value. 
Now is the time to take the running back that you all think I love, that you two love more than I do. What are you talking about? You, you I haven't love... drafted him. Oh, you haven't? I thought you did. I know he did. I have. I have twice, but I, only because I needed a running oh. back. <laughs> I I'm, going, uh, I'm going Kante Ingram here. I knew it. I knew you were going to. I, I, I totally get the sixth round draft pick. But we're talking about a guy that only has James Conner, 27-year-old James Conner, who's never had a 1,000-yard rushing season ahead of him. Are, are we really going to consider Eno Benjamin ahead of anyone? No, and you've made the case of why, actually. I, I've started to come around Ingram because of you. Yep, me too. And d- d- just so you know, I, I specifically took him in Leia where I did because you were <laughs> lurking. <laughs> I know I should have and to kind of mess with not you. talked about him so much. <laughs> Probably yeah, but I was kind. Of, it was to kind of mess with you too, just so you know. I figured. I figured it happened in what the last like two or three rookie drafts. I've gotten sniped of him and Dobbs. I I have come to find I get a lot of Dobbs in drafts just because of where he where falls. he is, and it's just like looking <laughs> at the guys around him. I, I'll, take, I'll take the shot. Yeah. 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 303, Keontae Ingram. I don't care about the draft capital he's got uh, as far as like, profile goes. He, he may not have had the greatest production. Don't really care. It, when you're looking at running back in the in round three, he literally has great potential compared to these other guys. I don't yeah. care what you – the running back, we uh, they like to joke that I like is Brian Robinson. He sucks. Sure, he went <laughs> to Washington and possibly had a chance to be their grinder. He sucks. Tyrion Davis Price that people seem to be in love with because he went third round to the, the Niners. The, the, dude, the dude couldn't could barely get on the field in college. I have no idea what San Francisco even saw in this guy to take him in the third round, and they passed on so many other running backs. It's what's his name all over again. I get that, but at least Sermon had some kind of hype around him to be Wait. taken in the third round. <laughs> Price had nothing. No one was talking about this man. But his speed score is over 100 marks, so obviously you have to hang your hat on it. You have to hang your – you have to. That's standard rule in, in community fantasy it, world now. His speed score was over 100. More of a so surprise good. pick than Belichick taking the guard in the first round <laughs> and then Taekwon Thornton in the, in the second round. Tyquan Thornton, who, by the way, will probably get drafted in the second round or early third in some drafts that you uh, that let other people listeners that you're in listeners, but probably will not get drafted here in, in Dynasty Academy's mock draft. <laughs> At 304, I'm taking, and 304, I'm taking Sam Powell. I just I, I I think Washington was one of those teams kind of playing the whole chicken game. I think Howell was a guy that they knew that they were going to be able to get. He has a he's a tough nose Ron Revere-esque type player and if anybody's going to get the best out of him I feel like it's going to probably be Ron Revere so uh, fifth round I understand but I don't think Washington is going to take quarterback next year I think they're going to give Winston another one more year no matter what so I think he's going to get two and I think that's going to be good for Howell long term I like Howell there I think it's good value so I'm taking Howell at 304 Mark 305 so, let me just preface this saying to people. If you play in a league and, and you're, you have to start a tight end, it is one of your roster requirements, this is a perfect time to start looking. 
even if Trey McBride is already off of the board at this point, which most likely he would be. There are think, some other. I don't think I've seen him go that high. I think it's been like late third. I'm thinking second round. See, I think I he's going think he's late second. second. I don't think I don't, he's going second anyway. I haven't really, really looked at drafts to really get into them. Uh, but we play in too many Debbie leagues for for me to look at drafts and know for sure because they're not real Debbie. We're working right, right, right. But even if McBride is off the board, there are, are other tight ends who have quality upside based on the teams that drafted them where they got drafted. So yeah, if, if you are a team and you have a tight end starting position and you have to start them and you're thin because you waited and that, it, it's not a bad time to look. Um, I'm not going to take him here, but it, it's a good spot if you absolutely need a tight end. And if you have Zach Ertz in your team, take Trey McBride. Don't absolutely. be afraid to. Don't you? Because absolutely. It's going to flow right one into the other. It really is. Good. That's how it's going to be. I'm going to draft. I just, it's, oh. I good, huh? It's just, this, I, I, I don't. I'm going to take Pierre Strong. It, it's not the greatest landing spot, but this this is a new offense. This is a new offensive coordinator. And, and maybe Belichick's been the one pulling the strings all along. I don't think so, though. I really don't think he's been involved on that offensive side for a while. And at one time, the Patriots mainly used one running back. It, it's not until the last few years that they really turned into this multi-running back team. And I just wonder if it's because they haven't had a running back who's worth being the guy. I think Pierre Strong could. My only issue with this, and I love Pierre Strong as a, a talent, and I think that it's going to be a better spot than people realize because Damian Harris is unlikely to resign, and is is Ramadre Stevenson is only in his second year, and I know that they use multiple backs, but is he going to end up being in the James White role, which is the role that remember I told you I was worried might be the typecast and they did draft Kevin Harris in this draft too. The Patriots backfield is kind of a mess. I love Pierre strong as a player. It is just so hard to gauge which of those guys you want. So if you draft Pierre strong here, do not be afraid to draft Kevin Harris in the fourth because chances are he's going to be there in the fourth. And if you can make a trade for Ramondre Stevenson and hold on to the three friggin' young guys for all that it's worth, because you don't know what you're going to get. Damian Harris might go out there this year and go up for 1,200 yards and 15 touchdowns, and New England's not going to pay him. And he's going to walk and go somewhere and then probably just fizzle away into, into obscurity. What's but, that guy's name? Sonny Gray? <clears throat> that, the running back who went for four touchdowns and then literally didn't yeah, it was Sonny Gray. play and again then, because <laughs> he didn't show up to meetings. Yeah, so. Uh, Eli, Eli 306. Are, are you looking? Are you looking for something? Can you hear us? I don't think he can hear us. There is no sound. Is there sound now? He's laughing. He feels like it's chuckled. <laughs> Maybe he needs to stop hanging out with Johnny Depp so much. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Oh, yeah. we got it. Yeah. Hey. Wait. So you could hear us? Could you hear us? No. Oh. What? Are you... You're My AirPods. Are you? You're up. <laughs> you're. It's on you at three oh six. 
Pierre Strongway, in case you missed all that. <laughs> okay, now I'm back. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Are you sure? You're up. Though. Yeah. You're up. 306, you're up. I don't know why it connected to my wife's AirPods. Uh, uh, I turn the damn Bluetooth off. I have to tell my wife every freaking time we do this. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, she did grab them. I didn't realize she grabbed them. Um, I thought they were just sitting on the desk. That's why I was confused. Uh, 306. I was hoping you would take the tight end so I didn't have to start that. Um, <laughs> you don't have to. You don't I mean, have to. I, I gave a nice feel of why you should take one here. I'm not going to because I'm, I don't have an actual uh, roster here. I'll give a pretend spiel as to another guy that I might target here if McBride was gone. And a guy that I've been interested in is Jelani Woods in Indianapolis because super athletic tight end. We say it all the time. Sure, it doesn't always work out. Evan Ingram's of the world. But Indianapolis is a really good spot for that. Um if he can be involved and he can block and not just be a move tight end, it'd probably benefit him most with that offense. And I don't know. He, I, he's a guy I'm looking at late in drives. So especially when the wide receivers and running backs are getting ugly at this point. Um, but in this real world scenario, mock draft, <laughs> you're doing it. Robin, I'm going to take Khalil Shakir here. He's probably the the only other guy I consider with my pick. To be honest, it's just it's 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 just block at this point, and I'm not even in love with Shakir or Strong. No, but it's just Shakir, Shakir's Shakir. in a good spot. They just don't. I mean, Gabriel Davis has a one game, you know, basically a one game span of of anything, and that's about it. So. And Jamison Crowder's entrenched in the slot, which Shaquille, you know, Shakir's not going to play. So. Shakir was one of your guys, though. Eli. He was definitely one of your darlings. I still like – I don't mind it in Buffalo, but he's got – with the way that offense runs, he can't be the third option getting it every once in a while. He, we need him to be across from Diggs, and that means he needs to beat out Davis. And are we really talking about Crowder there? Well, Crowder's just the slot guy. He's just the Cole Beasley of this offense. One year, yes. I mean, that, that's this all year, is. yes. Otherwise, no. Uh, my next pick at 307, I, I'm taking this guy, and it, it's a 1,000% flyer in hope. He's probably the most talented undrafted free agent we have ever seen. And I'm taking Justin Ross, the wide receiver. He landed in Kansas City. It, it, it just yeah. – the medical is a big concern, but – if this guy hits his ceiling and his back 100%, watch out because Kansas City is going to get themselves a awesome one-two punch. And they probably know that with Ross and Moore. I, I almost took him over strong. I just it, the, the undrafted part is what makes it tough. Hard. But here in the third round, it's 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 not the worst thing. The, just... the undrafted part is is tough, but I feel like Kansas City understands what they have with him. I, and, I agree. And, yes. and as long as he's healthy, and according to them, they are. And if he goes out there and and goes and does his thing, then whew, him and Sky Moore with Patrick Mahomes could be a a deadly combination down the road. So our entire third round here feels like 
okay, you're probably going to have a couple tight ends in here. It shifts people down. We're now talking about guys, whether we want to hit a button to pick them up or we want to type in a number and an amount of fob to pick them up after the draft. Yep. So it's, if there's a guy that you really want and you don't want to have to risk it, draft him here. There, there's nobody. There is two wide receivers that we still haven't taken here that I feel like are going to probably go. Again, listening to the wow. listeners, these are two wide receivers that other people tend to love and we just don't love them here, so they may not get drafted. I don't know what Mark's going to do here at 308, but I can't imagine he's going to take one of these guys. So I'm going to take Tyler Beatty. I thought the person's name was going to end in Robinson. I thought you were going to take a Robinson with your pick. Um, running back for the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens. Um, drafted by the Ravens. Yes, the Ravens have Gus Edwards. Yes, the Ravens have J.K. Dobbins, who I like a lot. But Gus, I think, is was on a two-year deal starting last year. So I, I'm, I'm assuming he'll probably be gone after this year. I, I think Beatty can be the role Justice Hill was supposed to play three years ago. And that just never worked out. So we'll see. <laughs> but I... Mm. That, that was such a bad draft class that Justice Hill was the fourth best, fifth best running back in that draft class at the time. Yeah. And, like, legitimately was. Like, didn't get pushed up other than he just was. I, I think Beatty has a good chance to carve a, a, a role here with Baltimore because they, they do like using both backs. And, and J.K. Dobbins isn't a... 20 rush running back, and I don't think he ever will be. But I think Baby has a chance to be a good flex play for you. You know, depth. That that running back room was injured quite badly last year. You want to know some Tyler Baby comps? Duke Johnson, Giovanni Bernard. Not bad. Of course. I thought there was another one here where you paused. No, that, that type of – he's the one thing about him is his – First two years in college, only getting 40 rushing attempts each year. Still had over 300 receiving yards in both of those years. He had Roundtree ahead of him, I believe, right? No. Was Beatty in Missouri? Yeah. I, I thought so, yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, I'm they they were like a one-two punch. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking, of good, I'm thinking of Goodson. Yeah, Beatty was, yeah, he was in Missouri, that's right. Yeah, Goodson's Iowa. Um, but that's, but, but he showed yeah. you what the, the type of player he is. Put him with a, a a strong running back, and it's just whether Lamar throws in the ball. Yeah. But, the, yeah, at this point in the draft, he's – especially if I have J.K. Dobbins, I don't think he's going to get a J.K. Dobbins throw, but the way that offense works, they don't necessarily need to have a running back like Dobbins in there all the time. So I'm willing to take the shot on him here in the third. He's got upside on that offense if he gets a shot. So who are you taking a shot on at 309 then? No, no, because that was usually the guy I go after. Um, <laughs> Tyler Beatty? You can't draft him twice, do you like? Someone else already drafted no. him. Just get one. Yes. You get, I'll give you both. You can have both with the pick. There's actually three wide receivers that haven't been taken yet that would probably be gone at this point. Honestly. Yeah, I don't really want to take them. I'll let you take them if you want. Uh, oh, I'm not um, taking them. <laughs> 
I don't know about the third one much of time. I guarantee you'll save him. Third, even though landing spot somewhat sucks, but I'm taking Jerome Ford. Jerome Ford here. Great, great, uh, great. If you own Nick Chubb, get Jerome Ford. You should be considering taking Ford at this point. 100%. And even early in the third, if you're an early third rounder and, and you're in the Ingram area, if you own. Um, yeah, Chubb, you should really consider drafting. The thing, it's so shocking to me that a couple of these guys that got better running back draft capital than any of the others somehow are just like the guys like Jerome Ford. People are just like, I'm not even drafting them. They're going to fall into the fourth round of a draft. Just let them keep going, or they're not even getting drafted. Um, I mean, they barely got drafted in our 16-team league that goes five rounds. They were Fifth or fourth, fifth round picks. You're talking about the, the draft is still going on. Oh, yeah, I looked at that the other day. I can't. I couldn't believe it was still going on. It stalled. I forgot it so was too. Hard. I went. Oh, we're not done yet. I thought we were done. Oh, oh god. god, I was going to start picking players up. Anyways, um, <laughs> Jerome Ford's a guy that I liked him coming into the draft. Not the greatest landing spot, but he kind of fell in in that middle of the kind of running back area of this year's draft. And I think he's in a great spot in Cleveland if he can. I mean, we've, it, whether it's a, um, I think he could if because Hunt's this is Hunt's last year under contract though, right? Hunt, yeah, he's in a contract year. Like Ford, I believe is a good enough pass catcher to take a Ford or a Hunt type role to Nick Chubb. And at this and point in time, if, you should be able to wait on him. You know, like if you're this oh, picking yeah. late in the third, it's not going to be a guy you're obviously going to get immediate help with, but he's a guy that if you're yeah. going to get great value in moving forward, if you're able to find a place and stash him, for sure. Uh, cool. Always make him stash people. So I'm going to make it clear at this point in time that there is a running back on the board that will probably be gone at this point in drafts. Two of them. Um, two of them. There's definitely one. I don't know about the other one. Who? Oh, yeah. And there is another one, too, who... Neither one of them are probably going to get drafted here. Uh, one's in a terrible landing spot, and the other's in a good landing spot and will probably get used, but it's just about whether or not you actually think he's good. If you need a running back that you think can contribute this year, then you take the guy that that we were talking about, and that's Brian Robinson. I'm not taking Brian Robinson here, though. <clears throat> I'm taking another guy who I think can contribute, and I actually like him better long-term with... Travis Etienne in Jacksonville, and I'm taking Snoop Connor here. I know his speed score, which seems to be the holy grail, I don't think quite matched up with where you want him, but he produced in Mississippi. He was not a guy who. What was. Is he good? Is he good? I don't know what his speed score is off the top of my head. No, no, he's at 100. He's got 100. Oh, is he at 100? Oh, okay, perfect then. Yeah. So I guess it's better than what I Are thought. For some reason, I thought he was a little bit lower, but yeah, 100. So. Snoop Connor, he's a he's kind of become my Elijah Mitchell of this draft class a little bit. So no, not the same. It, it's it's for me. It's my guy that could surprise somebody and come in and contribute right away. I I, I think James Robinson's time is on a very short leash in Jacksonville. Oh, for if, sure. Right? If not done, and I think Connor's a great complement to. Travis Etienne. So, I'm taking Snoop Connor here. 
Mark, are you going to break the tight end mold like you did last time at this spot? No, I'm not taking one. <laughs> and, and the reason I'm actually not taking one is because once the draft is over, I'm going to give you a guy that I think at these spots you should consider. Um, I just don't see the need to take a tight end here just because we, we could talk about four of them that probably yeah. will be gone. But you could take any of the four really and be happy. I'm going to take Calvin Austin here. Wide receiver from Pittsburgh. We talked about Pittsburgh's wide receiver room. Austin probably won't see a ton of time this year, but in the next few years, easily could. And yes, he's on the smaller side, and I know how that usually works out for wide receivers. He's five nine, so he's right on that cusp. He's he's in that <laughs> Steve Smith range. But I just feel like him compared to the other five foot seven wide receiver that's in this draft, he's an actually more polished wide receiver who is stronger, who could be more Tyreek-like than the other guy. And I just, I like his landing spot. We know how Pittsburgh is at evaluating wide receiver talent. Mm -hmm. Uh, Eli, close us out. Third round. Last pick. I think a couple here I could take as a joke. Um... (laughs) Well, we could joke all you want, but really any one of these guys outside of like one could contribute at any given point in time for their team. It's not a guarantee that they're going to be good, but if you're just looking for somebody to contribute, there's three guys that you may not like that you could take here. I'm going to take um, a guy that I haven't taken in any other drafts. I'm going to take him in the mock draft, Brian Robinson. Brian Robinson, yeah. And and he's one of them. Like, even if you think he sucks and you don't, don't – He's a guy that's going to most likely contribute this year, and and Ron Revere does like him. They drafted him in the third. They needed a little grinder to, to help alleviate Antonio Gibson. So I don't think it's bad value here, and he'll probably be gone at this point in time in your in your rookie draft oh, yeah. if, you, if you're listening. I, I'm going to mention the three wide receivers. Wondell Robinson will likely be gone in your rookie drafts by this point. Tyquan Thornton will very likely be gone at this point. And I've seen Valuse Jones go in the middle of this third round between 305 and 309 because Chicago doesn't have anybody. And people think that for some reason that means Valuse Jones is suddenly good. Those three guys very possibly could be off your board here. And you could see a guy like Snoop Connor in the fourth, a guy like Tyler Batty in the fourth, any one of the tight ends that Mark is going to mention could possibly go here. So there's some guys you could see slide into the fourth. Sam Howell might be a guy you could see. Just because our mock draft is like that doesn't mean that your rookie draft is this. So I just wanted to. So Trey McBride is not a bad choice in the third round for tight end. Again, if you need tight end, especially if you're sitting on Zach Ertz, I I do think you should handcuff Ertz. He's older. He's not going to be there forever. Um, Eli brought it, brought up Woods. Also another tight end who I think could see time early, but is a good tight end. The, the guy that I've been targeting, if I need a tight end, and, and those guys, because they those two seem to go early. And this yep. is a guy I don't see go that often, so it's a, someone you possibly could pick up off waivers, is Daniel Bellinger to the Giants. He's right one. now, the only two people ahead of him on the depth chart are Ricky Seals-Jones and Jordan Aiken. Was Ricky Seals Jones to the Giants? For some reason, I thought he signed with the Jets. No, he's on the Giants. The, G- the, the Jets, Jets okay. signed um, Uzama. Yeah, they signed Uzama and they signed uh, the other guy, too. Yeah, the other guy. 
Yeah, um, I can't think of his didn't name. The Giants, didn't the Giants sign Donovan Duck, too? Donovan Duck, yeah. Possibly. Possibly did. But um, Bellinger is a, a, a move tight end. He's not much of a blocker. So he might have trouble getting on the field for that reason. But in that offense, with a whole new coaching staff, Evan Ingram is gone. Who knows what Slayton is? Who knows what Galladay is? Who knows what Shepard is? Bellinger could see some time as a an actual tight end in year one, and so he he's a guy in these later rounds that I'm looking at. If you're if you're in need of a tight end, you have another one because I have one. No, that was the guy. Uh, the other guy is Isaiah Likely. Had a very productive career at Coastal Carolina. He was a third round pick. He was the second tight end the Ravens took. The last time the Ravens took two tight ends in the same draft, the second tight end drafted was Mark Andrews. <laughs> Charlie Kohler, who is the other tight end that's taken, is more of the Hayden Hurst-esque type. He's the one that does a little bit of, of everything. Isaiah likely is that spread out, you know, split end, wide receiver type prototype. So with what we've seen in Baltimore, Isaiah likely for the passing stats if you really want to go that route Kohler hasn't Kohler can catch he's just not as good as likely is so that's going to do it for us here tonight at Dynasty Academy thank you for our post mock until next week